Confidence. I can't not do a French accent now whenever I say confidence. Confidence. I'm really proud of myself for coming up with that name. It was great. I, really impressive. Thanks. Um, this is my boyfriend, Jared, a.k.a. Capslap, a.k.a. La DJ, a.k.a. Love of my freaking life. Um, how do you feel about the podcast? Uh, it's fantastic, honestly. You guys, you're, you're not you guys. I mean, you are doing an amazing <laughs> job with this. Me and my other personalities. Yeah, exactly. Me um, and my Gemini risings and moons <laughs> are doing an amazing job. No, it's a, it's a great variety of different people. And different Do you listen to all of them? I have not yet, unfortunately. Oh! I know, I know. Which one haven't you listened to and uh, why? I think like the last two or three. Well, um, you were busy. You were yeah. at a meditation retreat. True. Yeah, um, but that's not why we're here today to talk. We're here today to talk about our relish. The relish. And it being an open one. True. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> I had uh, asked you guys on Instagram to give us some questions about being in an open relationship. And boy, did you guys come through. And you know that I'm not ashamed to answer anything. I'm not afraid. I'm not embarrassed. I'm a little too open, no pun intended, about my sex life. <laughs> and I think something I learned about being with you is that, like, there's another person involved <laughs> who, like, has opinions and reputations. And, like, you're working in the tech world, you know, when you're not DJing in, like, a very respectable company. And I have to be, like, careful that I'm not talking about, like, butt plugs um, <laughs> And when you Google your name. How did you feel about meeting someone like me like did you think I was a little bit different than most people you've dated when we first met it was actually incredible because when I met you the I could just sense the openness like it, it wasn't there was no um yeah I mean it, it was it just was so easy to talk mm. to you and I knew that you weren't like hiding anything mm. and then I just checked out your stuff after we you know met, hunt, met and stuff yeah because you just had like, never seen anything i had never seen i didn't know who you were and you didn't know who i was yeah can i take my teeth out oh yeah oh jesus christ you guys there we go okay. sorry guys um also my cat's walking in and out of frame don't be uh distracted even though we might be um do you remember finding out i was by or do you remember like did i tell you or how did that work <sighs> Honestly, no recollection on that one. Uh, I think it just kind of came up in conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not really like positive. It was a specific, oh, by the way, yeah. I'm clear. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it was, it, it just seemed pretty natural. And I was very much go with the punches. Like, that's really cool. Like, Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I mean, a big reason why I wanted to do this podcast with you is because I feel like you come from a very like straight heteronormative oh, life yeah. like we're in a fraternity like you know very religious born and raised like your strides that i have seen you like be able to take had and it's not like because of me you mm -hmm. know it's because of you and like your openness and, and decency as a person but i think it really does just go to show that if you're raised in a certain environment, you might be a certain way. But when you're able to be an adult and think for yourself, like you have been so open to the queer community and like such an ally and yeah. so supportive and non-judgmental. And I feel like that's why I kind of want to do this episode to just show you guys that there like is hope for straight white guys. <laughs> like I got, I feel like I got so lucky, but at the same time, I'm like, I would never be with anyone else that didn't understand yeah. my 
identity. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really easy to, it was, it was such an easy thing for me to understand when mm-hmm. I started like dating you because, it, you know, I, I, I felt like I was pretty open regardless of like before that of, mm-hmm. of different um, people. Yeah. And then actually being immersed in that community mm-hmm. via you was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, like this is fantastic. You've been missing out on a party. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I cognitively knew that like, you know, blah, 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 everybody's equal, this yeah, and that. Yeah. But actually being engulfed and, and yeah. um, immersed in the community mm-hmm. was really, um, yeah. it was amazing. Because my two closest male guy friends are gay yeah. and I've always gravitated, like for some reason, I, me and gay men just have the same <laughs> vibe. I don't know if it's just because I'm so, you know, quote unquote, traditionally masculine, but like, had you really ever in the space you worked at, you know, you're a DJ at a club, you weren't really surrounded by a ton of LGBTQIA no, folk. Huh? Definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, uh, traveling all over the place, you meet a lot of really cool people, mm-hmm. but you don't actually get to know them. You don't actually get mm-hmm. to, it's all very surface level. Mm-hmm. And, um, back when I was drinking, you know, you, you would get wasted and talk to like one person about like your life story mm-hmm. and then just forget about them and never see them again. Yeah. So like now it's, it's, it's still really great to go and meet a lot of people and get some basic information about mm-hmm. them, but you never really get too deep, deep when you're just with a person for three hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Oh, boy. Can you name all <laughs> Don't do that. the letters of LGBT? LGBTQIA. Oh, no, there's more. Uh-oh. No, that's it. Can you name oh. what they stand for? Yes. Lesbian, gay, bi, trans. Uh, what is it? Q, queer. Oh, this is okay. This is interesting. I, um, <laughs> intersex. Wow. Yeah. And, oh, man, this A is a tricky one here. Um, <laughs> give me a second. Give me a second. Um, something about all, maybe, or <laughs> no, uh, anonymous. All. Uh, it's oh, uh, asexual. Asexual. Oh, I knew that. But I, knew I that. the fact that you got there's so many, and I feel like because it changed, you know, in the last, well, you know, changed. It became more PC to say LGBTQIA or LGBT plus. I feel like I'll give you. Oh, I'll LGBT you plus. Yeah. Okay, I like that. It's like Disney plus, but gay people um <laughs> now let me ask about being in an open relation yeah how did you feel about like our story is so unique because we were friends with benefits to yeah. begin with and so we were both sleeping with other people when we first met and i don't know if that was like an easy into the world of you know, non-monogamy, but do you remember specifically, like, did we ever have a specific conversation where I was like, monogamy's not for me? Or like, <laughs> do you remember how this transformed? I, I I feel like the basics of everything, like the, 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 the broad sketch of who we are as people came out in the first, like, one or two dates. <laughs> yeah. And it was all like, yeah, cool, me too. Oh my God, that's crazy. So wow. much relatable. La, la, la. <laughs> so relatable. Um, but it, it never really sunk in uh Mm -hmm. until you know the the really understanding like oh wow like you actually like we can go and and hook up with Mm -hmm. a person together like Mm -hmm. that's really interesting yeah Yeah. i feel like me being bi was like a soft entry because it was like i am attracted to women and i saw how easy it was for you (laughs) to get women (laughs) when you were performing and i was like wait 
this is the best of both worlds for me. Like yeah. people are always like, Oh my God, how do you manage? Like, how do you handle that? And I'm like, you know, don't you get jealous? And I'm like, I also like women. Now that doesn't say I, I don't get jealous, but I feel like in the beginning there was, you know, when, before we were a fish, let's say there were definitely some texting conversations <laughs> we had about like sexy time, Sex. We were sexting. I don't know how else to put it. We were like sexting about what we would want to do. Yeah. And it always involved. It was always like group activities. <laughs> and I feel like whenever we would hang out and ask each other like the very deep questions of life as one does when you're first starting a relationship with someone else. Like, I feel like one of the things we asked was like, what was your favorite type of porn to watch? <laughs> Jared's like please shut up <laughs> no no but I feel like we had similar categories oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and I was kind of getting your vibe of okay is this someone that could understand right and I don't know it felt different with you than most like hetero dudes where when I told you I was bi you weren't like fucking sweet like double <laughs> pussy all the time like oh like, you weren't, like, gross about it. Yeah. You weren't forcing the idea of a threesome. You were just kind of like, if that's what you want. It, it yeah, it, it I, I still, it was really hard to wrap my head in the, in the first, you know, beginning of finding, finding out about this stuff. Wrap my head around the fact that you genuinely enjoyed the idea of me fucking somebody else <laughs> while we're dating. And it's yeah. just like, that's not that's, normal that goes against everything that i know or right. knew and in at first it was like okay it must be some kind of cover like mm. maybe she's doing this so that she, i seem cool like the cool yeah, chick like <laughs> oh yeah like this guy's a dj so I, I might as well you know i'll pretend that it's cool so yeah. that i can keep and and it was just like really mind-blowing knowing <laughs> really knowing that you were cool with that yeah. it was like wow and i feel like too it it it's gradual like it's not like you lay all your cards out on the table yeah. but something from the very fucking beginning like day one that we met i always said the number one important thing to me is what communication honesty yep yep i said if you lie to me <laughs> that's it yeah. we're fucking done and i this is a product of my past you know i seen what it is to try and make you know, open relationships or, or non-monogamous relationships work. And if you are both not 1000% yep. honest yep. with your boundaries and your comfortability and how something makes you feel, even if it's just in the moment, like even if I know I'm being or feeling something irrational, but I just need to get it off my chest and I need him to know how I'm feeling. I'll say it because I'd rather squash it then. Yeah then let that shit drift. Yeah. And I feel like there was definitely a little bit of a learning curve just because when you first meet someone, you're not like, here's all my trauma. But like, you definitely have to, like communication is a skill yeah. that you have to oh learn. Oh my God, it's, yeah. But is it not the most refreshing fucking thing? <laughs> I, had to, I had to reframe it in my head because before it was like, Oh yeah, be honest, and you know you don't need to tell her everything about this because it's like I'm, you're not lying. It's just you're not you you're omitting. To, you're omitting, <laughs> yeah, omitting something. But it 
I'll I'll give you an analogy real quick. She doesn't really like too much when I do these analogies, but well, you just you just go wild. I love them. I love them. I'll give you a real a real simple one. So if you have a normal car, you can put normal gasoline in it, Mm -hmm. right, and it just runs fine. Mm -hmm. If you have a jet. You don't put normal gasoline in it. You put the highest quality. Am I a fucking proper? Jet? You goddamn right, you're oh a jet. Oh my god! <laughs> fastest, fastest jet alive. Um, you get just. Re- you have to put jet fuel in. You yeah. have to do it. And if you put like regular gasoline mm. into a jet, it's going to explode. Like Ooh, it's going to break. Hot. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you had to put jet fuel yeah. into your jet, which was a. Th- over communication yes yeah yeah you had to learn to really properly and it was also another reframing in my head of like all right this life from my perspective right like if i'm lying to someone else i'm lying to myself it Mm. it just comes back to me and you spent a lot of your life lying yeah oh my god right (laughs) like not to put you on blast but like maybe for a second like you kind of were a shitty fucking (laughs) boyfriend (laughs) to people yeah well, it wasn't, but that's the thing. It wasn't <laughs> lying. It was omitting truth mm-hmm. and um, not going into detail about specific things because, you know, it it, it would have, it's, you know, it more, more harm. Yeah, yeah, it's more harm done than, but it, it's like it's the same thing as getting a cut and not cleaning it out and mm-hmm. then it's going to get infected, right? It's like this yeah. will heal, this will heal by itself and it's mm-hmm. like not really. You still got the infection underneath. Like yeah. I also have to say that, this type of relationship would not have worked with anybody else. Yeah. Like this isn't a plug and play scenario where I could trade you up for another dude and it would work <laughs> this way. You got to do a lot of work on that dude. Yeah. To get there. Yeah. And like five years ago, if you would have told me I would have been in an open relationship, I would have slapped you across the face and be like, you're fucking crazy because <laughs> I was the most jealous person wow. and insecure. And I'm not saying if you're insecure, you can't be in an open relationship or if you're not, you have to be like the most confident person because that's not true either. Like I definitely have my days where I'm like, I mean, I'm ugly. Like, <laughs> um, but like, this is something I. It just happened to be like the perfect match where yeah. this worked out, and it would not have worked out in past relationships. It would not have worked out with past people because we both kind of we made this together. Right. It wasn't like one person wanted something different, and the other person had to learn how to compromise. I mean, a little bit. We're le- we'll get to that part, <laughs> but like. We de- I don't think this would have worked with you with any of your other girlfriends no. either. Yeah. Because we both just weren't either in like a mature enough place. I was way too young. I mean, yeah. that that was it was my whole history as a kid growing up to college to like, sex was like conquering. Sex was a feat. Sex mm-hmm. was like I'm going to get numbers so that my bro friends right, think like, I'm cool. You weren't even fucking for you. You were no. fucking for other guys, which All is arguably my... the gayest thing you could do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you're pretty straight. I mean, we'll talk about that too. But like, that is so gay it was, it to was... impress other guys. Yeah, but, <laughs> and it's so funny because this culture is so much about that, whether it be mm-hmm. the frat culture or the bro culture. Yeah. It's like, yo, are you who are you hooking up with? Like, oh, did you hook up with him? Like, fuck yeah, dope. You just like, said, did you hook up bro. with him? Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm well, not damn, saying that's that a Freudian by the slip end there, huh? of this episode, I'm going to get you to admit you like guys, but I'm just saying nice. I'm keeping score. Nice. Um, no, but I think that's something really important to talk about, too, because when we met, I mean, anyone that listened to adult shit knew that we definitely had like a little bit of a bumpy road in the beginning from transitioning <laughs> from a little bit, yeah, just a little bit uh, transitioning from friends with benefits to 
I wouldn't even say it was like monogamy. It wasn't like you're my boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Therefore, these are rules now. It was more like we went through like some of the hardest stuff. Yeah. That a couple, quote unquote, we weren't really a couple yet, could go through before we even had a title of like a relationship. Yeah. And I think that helped. Like, I think we had to go through those bumpy moments of you like fucking other people and, you know, lying about protection. And, you know, anyone that listened to adult shit knows that that's what it was. Um, And like we had to go through that for me to go like, this is not okay. Bye. And then you to go oh, wait, I think I just fucked something up really easy. Right. You know, like for me, it was like, how could you fuck this up? I'm right. giving you the chance to do whatever you want. Yeah. And and again, that's like, I wish I could say that I would have done it differently, but I don't think I would have because specifically of my history of yeah. things and like the, automat- the automatic reaction I had for things and mm-hmm. the whole like, Oh, I'm I'm in control of this. Like this is completely fine. Mm-hmm. Like they would mm-hmm. never. It's like not a big deal. They would Letting never know. Letting someone else into your but life when was you, a hard. Yeah, like when you. Uh, I've been thinking about this, and like when you have like a little white lie, mm-hmm. it affects the way you act in a way that isn't tangible. It's mm-hmm. something that you can tell other people. You can tell that something they're not telling the other person because mm-hmm. they'll get angry at the other person, or they'll yep, they'll react in a way or, and gaslight you know. because it's like. They're projecting, yeah, yeah, they're projecting the the shit that is in them and the things that they've done on another person mm-hmm. so that they aren't vulnerable. The bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they... And golly, is like, this is the first relationship I've ever been on where I could give you my phone and password. <laughs> it really good. Yeah. And my stomach doesn't fall out of my butt. Like, yeah. even with other guys, even if I wasn't doing anything, even if I wasn't guilty of anything... <laughs> I was worried that they would misinterpret something or like see a text from a guy friend who's like a production friend and be like, why are they texting you at 8 p.m. at night? And I'd be like, because we have work tomorrow. And like, you know, this relationship has never had that trust issue with the person of the opposite sex, I should say, or identifies as the opposite sex. Like you have never been like, who's this fucking guy and why you've never been like threatened. Yeah. And I think that that really just comes with, um, like I said, like I said, I think communication number one. Yeah. And then like confidence kind of comes in at like three or four. Like, I feel like there's so many other things that are important to have between the two of you besides the other person being stable, because I still kind of sometimes like, you know, freak out a little bit and I'm like oh my god did I just fuck up this relationship by allowing something to happen like am I really comfortable with that like oh my god like I definitely still question it but I know at the end of the day our baseline is that we have chosen yeah each other yep and I don't have that fear of you running off with a hookup yeah like at the end of the day we are so solid yeah and I don't think I would feel that way if you didn't tell me and that, every day. Exactly. <laughs> and and I think what I noticed and what I realized is that even if it is something really tough or really shitty that I'm so like ashamed that I did or mm-hmm. ashamed that it happened, that it's just like I'm going to put that underneath and never, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you've just bringing that out is so worth it because mm-hmm. it might be a day or two of furious like you were like really mad (laughs) or like fuck you i don't want to talk to you or this or that 
But like I've never gone two days not talking. I've maybe <laughs> gone to like twenty minutes being like, This is why I'm frustrated. Yeah. And it's and it's 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 really impressive actually how quickly you're able to get it out mm-hmm. and then go back to being quote unquote normal. Yeah. Of like like because you, you're able to process it really quickly. Yeah, I'm so emotionally aware. Yeah. Like I'll be able to like for example let's bring up an example is one night you were on tour and you met a girl and we'll go through kind of the process of how that works like when we (laughs) meet someone long story short you let her sleep in your bed with you and that's like a pretty hard rule for me if i'm not there i really don't want like the after like sex cuddling like the stuff we do like i just i'm not to a point yet Especially like if we're dating the person and I know them and I know that they're like a cool chick. Yeah. Fine. Totally cool with you. Like cuddling in bed and talking about the universe and the stars and the things you do with people when you first meet. But if this was just like a random and it just made me feel uncomfortable and you know that that's a hard rule for me of like they got to go. Yeah. And you let her stay in bed. And the next morning you told me that without me really looking at the details of the situation and the details of the situation were you guys didn't even really, you hooked up, but not really, really. And she was really intoxicated and you were like, okay, this feels weird. She's wasty facey. She drove to the club. So I obviously am not going to let her drive home and she's just going to, I just need her to to know she's okay. And she's going to sleep in the bed. And my brain is going, you could have called her an Uber. You could have sleep, slept on the couch. You could have fucking called me and told me. Meanwhile, it's like three in the morning and I'm past asleep for like five hours. Yeah. But my brain like jumped to like why I felt so uncomfortable with that rather than going, let's look at the facts. You have a really good guy who respects women, who yeah. wanted to make sure she was safe, who wanted to make sure she wasn't vomiting or driving and, you know, getting a DUI. She was, he was taking care of her and not like fucking up, like slipping up. And for me, it was like, I had to let that couple hours of being frustrated that you broke our one sacred rule go through my bones. Yeah. And then I had to reevaluate the situation and say, what are the facts here? And are you just angry because you feel like you don't have control And I think that that's something you also have to be really aware of in an open relationship is like it forces you to really look inward and figure out why you feel a way about something. And if you don't have that connection with your heart and soul, I don't think you'll be able to do it. Like if you can't go, why do I feel insecure or threatened in this moment? What is it really? Is it that I'm afraid he's going to leave me? Is it just the fact that he of the principle of the matter? Because that's what that was that night. And I think you just have to have like a fierce moral inventory all the time of like what you feel about a scenario. And if you're not there, then, you know, yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. You want to do some questions? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Mm -mm -mm. Um, Also, I started drinking coffee for the first time in my adult life. Yeah, that's wild. This week. And now I think I have a severe addiction and problem (laughs) (sighs) with iced coffee. Okay. So la 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 la. Mahern asks, will you still define your relationship as open after you guys get married? I would assume so. First of all, are we ever getting married? <laughs> I mean, is there, isn't there supposed to be like a surprise involved? Isn't this supposed to be like a part of the, you're going <laughs> to no, be my life partner. It should just be a 
surprise. You should talk about it with your partner. <laughs> no, I think like we both have views on marriage and I never ever wanted to get married. And then I met you and I was like, oh, you want to get married? Like maybe I can get married. And then I got the idea in my head of us getting married. And now I feel like I'm the one who's always talking about it. Yeah. That's your fault. <laughs> I was chill with just Sorry. not getting married. <laughs> and now I'm like, ooh, wouldn't it be fun to like get a house and like have a life together? Yeah. But we've already decided we're going to be life partners. Yeah. So I think the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Because what does that change? I mean, it's just a, it's tax benefits and it's, it's a, a label. And it's also like, it changes the way other people look at you as well, which is a big one. Um, I think to the positive. Mm. So they're like, oh, this person is respectable. This person can keep somebody. they're fucking married? Ew. <laughs> That's so gross. Yeah. Like, you don't think if you became like a billionaire from your tech startup and we would go have to go to events and stuff and you didn't just call me like your partner, people wouldn't respect you. They would think of you less because you're not getting married. I mean, I, I, I don't know about that, but I know like, at least for me, right? Like if I see somebody who does have a ring on their on their finger. I know that they can make a promise, that they can keep it, or at least theoretically. About 50% of people get divorced. That's true. It's almost like I respect you less. Because <laughs> I'm like, you crazy. Yeah. You really took a fucking chance, you yeah. maniac. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting that yeah. you think that. I don't know. I mean, it, I, think it's, I think it's like a stage in life where you like make, you graduate to something ew no is the that... idea though that that's like what defines success for you as an adult yeah i guess it's not like because how hard is marriage and how much does that try you and 50 percent of the time not work out and then yeah. you're seen as what damaged goods like you failed that graduation like you don't yeah. get the diploma because you can't the idea that success and happiness equals a ring to me is so bonkers yeah to me, it's almost like if you can make it through life alone, you should get an award. That's true. I mean, that's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's, it's something that's a little old fashioned, but Soups. super old fashioned. But, um, I still think that that's there in terms of a classical, um, like if you're like for most people, you mm -hmm. would look at that and say like, okay, like at least this person is making an effort to, they, they at least have their other their other half i would a thousand percent rather have my other half and like be happy than trying to prove to other people that we've done something that's like soups outdated in tradition that's true that's a good idea all right moving on the answer is yes we will keep our relationship open after we get married because <laughs> it's clearly yes yeah. um abby joanne asked what rules do you follow do you need to adjust as you go Oof. I mean, the, she makes different. the rules. I'm just, I'm along for the ride here. I'm the captain. Yeah. Um, I would say it's literally different every person. Yeah. Every scenario. But I feel like that we have some pretty basic rules of I have to say yes to the person <laughs> that you're trying yeah. to bone. And I would say what the six, the pass rate is 9.9 out of 10 times I'm saying yes. Yeah. Um, other rules. I prefer knowing details yeah partly because that turns me on because <laughs> i'm attracted to women yeah uh some people i know don't want to know and they don't want you know ignorance is bliss for them and that makes them happy sorry coffee um for me i'm like 
I feel more in control of the situation if I know exactly everything that happened. Right. And I think for a while wasn't one of my rules that it had to be videotaped. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like not in a creepy way, like a hidden camera, but like the girl had to be okay with or like into yeah. you. It was really hard. Filming it and <laughs> sending it to me because yeah. I would like you put it in the spank bag. Yeah. I mean that. It definitely changed the dynamic of of what it was of like how you would approach a girl. Yeah, yeah. Up. Like, oh, by the way, my girlfriend <laughs> likes to watch, so yeah. I need you to be okay with filming it. It's like a de- 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 and there was only step. one chick only that one. said no. Yeah. The well, I don't want to uh, say yeah, who yeah, it was. That's fine. But Washington. I forgot. I don't want to say. No, okay, Here, don't. I'll write it. Okay. I'll write it. Okay. We can just talk about it after Here, the podcast if you want. This this girl. <laughs> Your friend who was in oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a reason why she couldn't be on camera. <laughs> and True. it's not because she's famous. It's because of something else. And no. she was like, no. Because I feel like if a girl, I don't know. If a, you haven't ever approached someone and been like, by the way, my girlfriend likes to watch. And then be like, that's fucking weird. Like, you're fucking someone with a girlfriend. That's already weird enough. Yeah. Like, I feel like the camera part is just on top of the situation yeah but that's not really my rule anymore i don't really yeah. care i think for a while it's just like i needed to see what how it was going down yeah yeah i mean that and again for me it's like it's still weird like <laughs> i most people are like dude that's so fucking awesome bro like you get to fucking do that that's so i'm so jealous like dude i'd be doing that all the time but it's like i'm at a place where i'm like i like i could sure. <laughs> like i just love you so much oh. that i'd like to come back and like you know, like it, it's it, something on tour or something like that. It's just like a quick little like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's You'd not, rather just jerk off and go to sleep. Yeah. Like a lot of times <laughs> it's just like this is way easier. Yeah. I don't have to put in the effort. Everybody's so fucking hammered all the time. Yeah. And it's just like I don't want to get drunk. Like I'm mm. not drinking anymore yeah, with you. So yeah. it's like I'm. <sighs> it's just not appealing. Yeah. Like, like it's it's much more enticing and sexy to me to go to like a sex party together or like yeah. Burning Man or G10 yeah. or like something that just feels more adult yeah. than like one night stands, which feel weird. Like I feel like we're moving more into a territory of us dating people yeah. rather than you kind of having these one off moments. Right. Yeah. Um, any other rules? For a while, did I have any rules for you? Like, you have any rules for me? I mean, so that's the thing. So for me, th- this is me. Like, I'm such an imperfect person. I'm Aww, somebody who got raised true. in a certain way. I got, like, so much shame when it comes to sex and secretive. And, like, I like I was always hiding anything that I would do because, mm-hmm. like, it was just not – it was frowned upon shame, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And – um I like, but with women, it's come, I'm completely fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that's something that is very normal and very like, I super sexy, heteronormative. Yeah. And like, if you ran away from me with a girl, it would just be a surprise. I'd be like, wow. Like I didn't I know. I didn't see that. Didn't coming. see that one coming, you know? And it's, but cause I think that the male and female roles traditionally mm-hmm. like, some other male could fill my role that mm. was there. Like I think, and if you saw me run away with a dude, it would be because you were inadequate as a guy. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's something about inadequacy, yeah. and um, like you were way more threatened 
by dudes yeah then check well yeah i mean when i first found out about like ian or like Stephen oh Cantor, my roommate is a guy and then my best friend is a guy yeah and, and like, then you stole my best friend from me and now he's one of your best friends I love so Steven. you found out that like my two <laughs> dude friends yeah and people i live with you were kind of like worried yep. at first yeah which made me go like why does he see and at first it was like does he see women as less than and non-threatening and like it was like no it's just you have to understand where you're co- what you've been raised in your brain for you know 28 years when we first met right you've been told like man is threat yeah it's it's very <laughs> tra- like it's just my monkey body you yeah. know like it's it's my head could be so smart or so this or that but like my urges are mm-hmm. still there and my like fears are still there mm-hmm. and like it's a lot of unlearning then like after like meeting ian and steve it's like <laughs> oh well duh like these guys are fucking awesome yeah. like great people there's no threat at all yeah. like it doesn't and seem... i would have fucked them already by you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. you know i we've been friends with them for years yeah. <laughs> i definitely would have already happens. fucked them if it was gonna happen it would have yeah. happened yeah and it's but that's just like I think that's almost every guy's struggle. Innate, like first monkey yeah. brain, like you said. Yeah. You have to kind of check that. Yeah. Within yourself. Yeah. Um, la 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 la. Charlie Charlene Caron asked, "How do you maintain healthy boundaries to avoid jealousy? Mm. Do you ever get jealous?" <sighs> I feel like I've never seen you be jealous. Well, I wish you I would get a little jealous. I don't show jealousy because I don't show many things at all. Like that's my upbringing is like You're I keep a Libra. everything He's a double Libra. inside. My God. Does that mean that? Is that a You're thing? You're just. You're very like logic. You don't act based on emotion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I was like, I was thinking more about my upbringing and thinking about like, you know, I, I haven't really had the opportunity to tell people things like mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know wasn't listened to as a kid mm-hmm. and X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So the, my initial instinct is whatever I feel. Keep it sh- down. Shove Very it Irish of down you. There. Yeah. 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 But I don't, it doesn't come out in anger or this or that. It so comes do you out get in, jealous and I just don't know you're getting jealous? I mean, yeah, sometimes. Wait, but that goes against like everything we talk about right. about our communication but it's, but it's, style. The thing is, it's not like, it's not super jealousy it's not anything like that it's just like there's like that little hint of it and then my mind could be like oh no like why would you be jealous and it's like okay cool like but i want sometimes i want that little bit of jealousy to make it feel like ooh, like (laughs) sexy i'm doing something naughty yeah yeah. like sometimes i feel so fucking like wanted by other dudes and i don't know if it's just because i don't get hit on anymore or because we're always together so i don't really like have the chance to be hit on anymore but sometimes i'm like i just wish someone would come up to me and be like wow i want to take you right here right now and then i'd be like sorry that's my boyfriend over there and him be like wow he's a lucky guy <laughs> and then me go over there and be like wow this just happened and you'd be like oh my <laughs> but instead you'd be like oh that's really nice of him <laughs> like you're so good at this shit that i'm like <laughs> sorry for being no. a loving boyfriend no, I'm just, <laughs> no kidding. I'm just kidding um let's see uh, this one we kind of already answered. SC1408 asked, do you and Jared tell each other whenever you hook up with someone else, what do you say? Again, for me, it's like, I want total every detail possible, what they were wearing, what they looked like, what time they left, what time they yeah. came, like how long it lasted. I want every <laughs> detail. Yeah. And then for you. I mean, it's when it's again, it's with girls. I truly 
truly don't care. Like I want mm -hmm. you to have the best time possible. And I know like with your, with what you expect from me, it's almost too stressful because it's like, <laughs> okay, I have to take care of this. I have to do this. I have to do that. It's not like it's like, I'm enjoying this. It's more like, how do I make it so that you don't she get in trouble? Won't <laughs> be really mad at me for a couple days or that like, just yell at me or not. Yell oh at my me, God. I don't not like yell, yell at, at you. me, but like that it's, so it's like, it's become a thing of like, I'd rather just not, you know? And but I feel like that was in the beginning. Right. You know what I mean? Like we've had instances now where. When was it? Oh, how do I, I say really talk her about name? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I know who yeah. you're talking about. But that was like, like yeah. I think that yeah. there's only one time though. And then like after that, I just haven't like. Have you not? I haven't, no. Um, The twins. Uh, yeah, but we filmed that. Oh, okay. We're not giving details on that. <laughs> um, okay. How uh, Farrell asked, do you guys ever have threesomes? How does that work? Yes, yes. is the answer. How does it work? <laughs> I like women and he likes women, so it's really like double the fun. Well, but also it's 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 you are the ringleader on that. Mm -hmm. So I'm the captain now. I can't look at me. I look at me. I am the captain now. Um, There's definitely I, been situations where I've met the girl and been like, no, yeah, absolutely not. And we've also like gone out on date. Like I've gone out to meet up with someone, and then like if I like them and we're vibing, then I'll be like, oh, by the way, like, can my boyfriend, I mean, this isn't a surprise. I'm not like dropping the hint, like can my boyfriend swing by, by the way, I have a boyfriend, <laughs> like this is something I'm very upfront about. And usually if a girl has just said yes to call you out on a date, she's down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like just curious and I'll sit and like answer questions. Like, yeah, but I know if they've agreed to go out on the date with me, then I feel like I'm able to get that information out of them. Like, if they're just interested in me or interested in both of us yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. And then if they're interested in both of us, I'll be, I'll, you know, be like, Oh, do you mind if she swings by for a drink or something? Yeah. But you don't give a shit when I go out. With no. I, I mean, it's like, I, 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 I still have those feelings mm -hmm. that are in there. And I'm also just not good at processing feelings yet. I mean, that's, that's what? just who I am. Like I've, I'm going and making strides, going to therapy, doing all these things, yeah. but like I'm just very much a head case in that like I'm like okay logically blah 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 this and that I shouldn't be feeling this but it's like I feel it it's like well that's just that reaction it's gonna pass okay cool like blah blah, blah. instead of getting taken by that and then making it worse and worse and worse right because mm. oh that was gross um the more you the more you um I guess more f f fuel you put on the fire the bigger it's gonna get so I've learned that when there is a little bit of a fire to just feel it and then just kind of let it pass instead of getting more and more angry, doing something that will try and, you know, blow it up more. I want to talk about you just went on this 10 day retreat and yeah. I was in Europe for like seven of the days. Yeah. And I did a podcast. I posted it called I'm, I'm trying to get laid in Europe. And, you know, this was after you had gone into silence and so you don't have a phone you don't have anything and you know we had talked about our boundaries before leaving and I feel like it was the first time that you were left with the unknown we yeah. did that we weren't communicating and like your brain could have just gone off the deep end and imagined like the worst case scenario yeah. but talk a little bit about how that experience was for you yeah that was big because it was the it, it was like there was 
very extreme emotions there. Number one was like, I'm so fucking proud of you for doing this. Aww. It was so it was a huge incredible. <laughs> it was so brave. And Aww. like every time I heard from you, like, oh my God, like, you know, I got off the plane and like, I only did like, I only like took a, a so-and-so once yeah. or something. And then it's like, oh, I didn't even need to. And like, I just went and climbed this and I did that. It's like, yeah. that brings me so much joy because I know you're evolving as a person yeah. and that you're not scared and the fear is like going away. Yeah. And then, then there's like, we also like, I coming into a relationship like this, I never knew, I'm, I'm trying to say how, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like I want, you to have the best possible relationship that I could offer you mm. and so but with guys to me like I've never had a girlfriend of mine sleep with another guy <laughs> and that even just saying that makes me feel weird right so it's like I had to do a lot of work on myself to say like okay if she's in Europe and she does get laid how am I going to feel about that mm. by another guy and it's like I want that I, I want her to be able to do that. I want her to have that freedom that I'm afforded that she's giving me mm -hmm. yet. It's still like really like, yeah, it makes me like, Ooh, you know? So, um, but it, it's, but I was able to really handle that really well. And like, I, how just kind of letting the thoughts pass. I think that's a big thing, especially with the meditation retreat. What it, the, they call it equanimity. That's the, it's the whole thing that they say, but it's avoiding the engaging with the thoughts that you have. You, you have to know that those thoughts bubble up mm -hmm. and to know that they will just go away instead of being like, oh, like, blah, blah, blah. it's, yeah, I mean, you, you, you don't want to, if you're, you're getting a bunch of, oh, no, that's a stupid metaphor. I'm not going to do it. But <laughs> you got close. You got close. Yeah. Like if, oh, it's actually, oh, this is okay. Like if there's a bee and there's a beehive, if you're in the beehive, right, you stay still. Most of the time, you might have a sting or two, right? But, like, you won't be that bad. If you start swatting at the beehive or you start actually hitting the wasp nest, mm -hmm. you're fucked. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to get destroyed. Bees so. and wasps, they hang out together. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I guess they're just homies. But I think, like, <laughs> too, that I definitely had that fear that you talk about. Like, that feeling in the very beginning. I was, like, right before the very first time you slept with someone without me, you know, we had only up to that point done stuff together. And I feel like the very first time I was a wreck just because it was, we had built such a solid foundation, like very early on in our relationship, we were like, Oh fuck, we found our person. Like this right. is it. And I felt like I had to go against what my brain has learned to feel in those moments. And like my stomach was dropping. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to regret this? Did I just fuck everything up? Did I just fuck yeah. up this perfect relationship? Like yeah. I had to take responsibility for how my reaction was going to be. Yeah. Knowing that it at my core, this was something I wanted mm -hmm. that like for the rest of my life, the idea of just sleeping with one person, whoever it may be, it could be fucking Brian Gosling yeah. would still not be for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something that as I've grown up, I realized that it, it's always been in me. Yeah. And I've always tried to just have a very monogamous one person with one person relationship. And it, it would create all these crazy problems yeah. of, of 
I've put such hard limits on myself. And if I text another person or like if I, you know, get too friendly with someone, it would create this like fucking huge deal. And I was always like, this isn't healthy. Like I learned how unhealthy it was. And it, like I said, it only worked because it's you. If I tried to open my relationship up, up with other people, that would have never worked. And I feel like I had to, again, I had to go through that fear first and, who knows? Like I could have been like, Nope, hell no. This is no, I don't want to like, but then I hate to say it. Like, I don't know if we would have worked. Yeah. Like if I couldn't have handled that, I don't know how long this would have lasted because deep, deep within me, I would have always known that I wanted something more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's really it. Like I, throughout my whole career, if you will, of having sex, like (laughs) it's, and just my upbringing, it, it never, like, I, I knew, I wanted to, I always told myself, like, I'm not going to get married until I'm 35. Like, yeah. it seemed like too big of a commitment. It seemed mm-hmm. too hard to manage. It seemed especially, like, traveling and this and that. And plus, that was, I was getting drunk back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, when you get drunk, like, things just slip. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, your whole inhibitions go completely down. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, anytime I've really fucked something up, it's because I did something drunk. Yeah. And the drunker I was the more I fucked it up. Yeah. So it's like, now that I'm sober, it's it's so good. Like, so nice. I really like, it's life is just better, you know, clear, more present. I have so many better ideas, this and that. But, but yeah, I mean, I I looked back on every time that I caused pain to other people Mm -hmm. and more often than not, almost, I, I, I literally can't even think of a time where sober, I ruined a relationship. Ruined a relationship. <laughs> yeah. It was always being drunk. And yeah. I guess that, that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Was that like a tangent? Or? No, it was good. Okay. Um, blah, blah, blah. Shelby Richard, Richard, I don't know. Richard asked anything off limits that you two agree to never do with someone else. Oh. Is there anything you would be like, absolutely not? And that's, yeah, man, that's still where I'm, because we haven't, we like, we haven't had another guy in the relationship Mm-mm. yet. Mm-mm. And this is something that like I want to do because it's fair. I want to do it. But and that's make sure. not a good, re- that shouldn't be your number one reason, but it's really, really you know what hard. I mean? to... Like you shouldn't want that because I want it. Well, I mean, I think that's reasonable. Like I love you so much. I want you to have the best relationship possible. I mean, that's, I do a lot of things because I am, making an effort to be empathetic and like you when you're happy it makes me happy because we're almost one of one in the same like if i was like selfish enough to say like i don't want that that's just not going to be good overall because there's going to be resentment or there's but i also don't want it if you truly don't want it and i Maybe I guess I'm like pushing you to f- figure out that it's really not the bi- that big of a deal. And I know it isn't. I know it like, isn't. That's like, the other thing about an open relationship. I know it. You realized how big of a, of a deal sex really isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like it's so, don't get me wrong. Me and you, we have special sex. Yeah. Like we have in, yeah. like fireworky, like, yeah. yeah. But to just have like a fun romp in the sheets for yeah. one night, like, That just feels like animal instinct to me. And I feel like, I guess I am pushing you a little bit towards the idea of like how making you a little uncomfortable so that you see how 
comfortable you can be with that yeah. uncomfortability. And again, it's it's you know seek discomfort. That's yeah. that's the the great a great mantra. And I again like I am on board. I am. I yeah. will. I'm on board. And We're it's it's scary, man. Because like you talk to any straight dudes. Yeah. I've never. I haven't met any like because that's technically. I mean, it's technically a cuck. Like, it's, it's, it's. No, I want to talk about this. A cuck is when you get turned on by okay. being humiliated. Got it. I do not enjoy being humiliated. Right. I enjoy having power, saying, I'm so powerful in my relationship. I'm allowing you to, right. to borrow my boyfriend for yeah. the night. That gives me power. Yeah. A cuck is if you were to get turned on by me sleeping with another guy. Okay, that makes sense. Which you are the opposite of. (laughs) Yeah. So if anything, you're kind of in the same boat as me where it would give you control of like, I'm in control. I'm the captain now by allowing this to happen. Yeah. It's, It's weirdly empowering. Again, it made me feel very secure that... The very first time you did this, you came back to me and we were laying in bed and you were like, I love you. You're my soulmate. You're my partner. And again, I think you learned my love language very quickly, which is words yeah. of affirmation. Yeah. Like we literally took the lo- five love language test like when we very first met. And I think you took that in stride and our communication styles just matched. You were like, this person needs to hear constantly <laughs> that I am here for her, that I am not leaving, that I am, yeah. that she is the most beautiful person to me that I love her more than anyone. And you tell me that every day you are every day. You tell me, and I don't think that if I started to feel that shift, I would be, I would be like, Nope, close the doors. We're not open anymore. Like if I ever felt insecure in our relationship, I would be like, we shouldn't fucking bring anyone else in because that would make this Rocky. It's never going to save your relationship. And I feel like we don't even need to address that because you guys aren't stupid enough to believe that, if your boyfriend wants to bring in a girl and you're not happy with it, that you should do it because it'll save your relationship. That is not healthy. And I hope my confidants know <laughs> that it, it, that's never going to work. It's like having a baby to try and save a marriage. Yeah. That's, that's never, a, never works. Never a good play. <laughs> um, la, 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 la. Ooh, this is a good one. Hey, it's Bales asked, is your open relationship emotional as well? Or is it just extending yourself sexually? Oh. I think in the beginning it was a hard, physical thing yeah but now that we're like dating together i think the ideal situation would be someone that we both feel really connected to yeah and i think the idea of like i mentioned this in the other podcast is if i'm just trying to conquer someone then i'm not even seeing someone as someone as a person like i'm not even trying to connect with someone yeah and like how fun is it to try and just like meet someone cool that you vibe with and like yeah have sex with them and then you know yeah i mean i I think they're it's really hard to expect that one person is going to be the guy the well not the guy but like the person who can fill every single void in your life right (laughs) like that's that everyone is such a unique different person and growing all the time growing all the time needs change yeah it's i mean you look at like free love like that like that's (laughs) that's the extreme and it's great because it's like everyone just loves everybody everybody Mm -hmm. gets to know everybody and the traditional marriage thing is like just pick one make it work and suck it up have a kid that's what you're supposed (laughs) to do there you go right so yeah um 
it's just been ingrained in us and um, for the longest time. So, and like, I like the idea of Jared finding someone that can take him to the brain places that I can't, like, we definitely know the things that I, you know, have a hard time having extensive deep conversation about. Like, it's just not my interest. Like I am a film, I'm a cinephile. I'm like a, a Leo, like, I can only talk about artificial intelligence for so many minutes before I'm like, I'm out. Like I can't fucking understand. I can't keep up with your Libra brain and nothing would make me happier than if we were dating someone who you could call, you know, even if it was a dude and be like, bro, I just thought of this crazy fucking hollow chain fucking Bitcoin thing and (laughs) internet deep web. And I'd be like, Oh my God, thank God I can go get my nails done. Like, you know what I mean? That would make me really happy finding you finding someone that would fill a void that I very well know that I'm not the best person for. I know these things, Yeah, you know, and God, I talk so much. I'm sure you'd be grateful to have a minute of, you know, a couple hours of silence. Yeah. For me to be, you know, vibing with someone else. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I'm very much like, I've been making massive strides cognitively to know, like, in my head, like, this is something that would 100% work and get, get someone else on board that fills the other needs mm-hmm. and this and that. But then I, I always think about, like, oh, like, even if it like if it's a guy right like mm-hmm. oh kelsey's on a date with this guy and can't hang out because she's mm-hmm. with this guy and she's gonna fuck him and it's just like like my, my <laughs> asshole tightens when i say that and like my stomach drops and it's like oh, like but but then like cognitively i know like that should be okay because like we are the the we're the the rock Mm-hmm. to which we bring on whatever we want right yeah i like i said at the end of the day we know yeah that like you know i don't i hate to say like we're each other's number one because then it's like i don't want someone to ever feel like a number two yeah but like we have something that will not ever be it's a unit yeah that something else that i could have with someone else right. like this is so powerful and unique and strong that like there's no way yeah it would just be different yeah 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 um, blah, 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 blah. we're rounding out the episode here. Um, <laughs> and Nota asked, where do you get the energy to spend on more than one person? <laughs> the answer is we don't most yeah. of the time. It's usually like if we're already out and I find someone attractive and you are finding that same person attractive and it's like a fun little like cat and mouse game where yeah. it's like, Ooh, can we do this thing? Very rarely are we laying in bed watching a Netflix show like, we should try and go fuck tonight. <laughs> like, yeah. Very rarely. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll go on Bumble together and like look at chicks just because we also have such different tastes. Yeah, definitely true. Like it blows my mind sometimes the people you swipe right on. Kelsey just wants to fuck herself. Really, <laughs> that's like, and she like she usually finds a way to do that. Like that's. She loves it. And it's just like, I can pick a type. But she also, as far as guys go, has the exact same type, which is just literally me. (laughs) Just (laughs) variations of me with beards. With a beard. It's like vaguely Jewish looking. Uh, (laughs) 
that's it that's a it. little bit nerdy little like nerdy. oh my god you're turning me on yeah i don't know i, I well, that's also i, I think that's also i think why i get a little bit nervous when it's i think about it's, it's like you. that's not just like a small blonde haired dude that's like super ripped or something or somebody completely different it's like you just hot spot me out <laughs> and like but it's like what if this guy's better what oh, if this guy understands her more like no what if she, oh, man, but you you know that that's not possible yeah and that's that's like the, that would be like that's the years. gut talking and yeah then my head's like i am a little worried that this podcast is gonna come off with like me sounding like i'm making you do something you don't <laughs> want to do no i mean i i it's i'm making strides every day you know it's like i <laughs> i'm working on myself a lot and sexuality for me for the longest time has been such a taboo i mean Mm -hmm. growing up in the super protestant religious upbringing Mm -hmm. like there has always been massive shame and guilt involved in this um and again a lot i'm sure so many people have had the exact same experience Mm -hmm. but like being secretive about sex being secretive about relationships Mm -hmm. and like ooh, like it's because you're you're so scared of like what could happen yeah, or you know this is what's actual what's yeah true yeah yeah i don't know it's it's yeah i'm working on it though every <laughs> every step let's do one more question malbach okay. asks great username by the way how did you get malbach malbach like the wine oh the nice <laughs> genius do your friends and family know that it's open and is that awkward so my family knows mm. because i'm me <laughs> and my life is on the internet and I also feel like if there's going to be a Thanksgiving where I'm bringing a third person home, <laughs> that it's much easier to just put that on the table now. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a fork dropping moment when we walk in with yeah. like someone else. But again, I have that privilege. I have that relationship with my family. You know, my sister always thinks that it's, you know, my sister's someone who's very open and fluid too. And she still thinks like, she said something to me when I was in Europe, like, Oh, you're so lucky. Jared is letting you go through this phase of wanting to be someone else. And I was like, bitch, like I had to have a moment with her where I I was like, did you think this was a fate? Like, yeah, I, and she didn't mean it in a way of like, Oh, you know, your sexuality is a phase or whatever. Like she knows I'm bi cause she, you know, gets it. But I think she is not someone who has ever been in an open relationship and she yeah. just can't fathom how yeah. it could be a, a lifelong lifestyle. And yeah. so, yeah, that's and all, all my friends know. And it's yeah. something that it's very easy to open in conversation. Like, you know, I'll, I'll be like, oh, my partner and, you know, does this and like maybe I'll say a comment about someone who's very attractive or like. You know, it always just comes up really naturally. It's not something I'm trying to like shove down people's throats, but I do feel like it is part of our identity as a couple and I want people to know. And I don't mean that in like, look at us, we're so liberal, but like, I feel like the more we normalize it, the less weird it's going to be and the less conversations we're going to have to have explaining ourselves over and over again. Like there was nothing more like, (gasps) Then when uh, we went to the gyno like two days ago and it was a new gynecologist and she was asking all the questions of like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, um, so this is your boyfriend. How long have you guys been together? Are you guys in an open relationship? And yeah. I was like, Dang. I've never been asked that yeah. at a gynecologist's office. And I said, we are. Yeah. And I was just so like, 
it just felt so good to have like a medical professional yeah, right? have that in their dialogue and language. And I was like, oh, the, it gave me such a nice feeling that I was like, oh, I wish all of our friends and family knew. But, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't really have too much, com- you know, communication mm-hmm. openly with a lot of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it could I mean, a lot of it is about me and mm-hmm. my own mm-hmm. like insecurities on what I can say to people mm-hmm. and um, just because of like my upbringing and whatnot mm-hmm. and also where they are as people mm-hmm. and kind of old fashioned and whatnot. But um, I'm sure though, if we found someone that we wanted yeah. to bring home for Thanksgiving, yeah. they would be, they would have questions, but no one would, no, like, absolutely no one not. would absolutely us or not. like not let us yeah. come. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it would be something that they would be very surprised about, and yet it would just kind of yeah. pass. Get you know, it would. It'd well, be a- they can always listen to this episode. <laughs> That's yeah. always my biggest fear when I date someone. Is like, oh fuck, it's only a matter of time before their aunt, who like barely knows how to use the <laughs> internet, fucking yep. googles me, and yep. the first thing that pops up is yeast infection or something. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um. Well. I love you. I love you. You're the love of my life. You're my face. And you're my favorite person. Love your life. <laughs> love love you and forever. What? <laughs> I hope I haven't scarred you too much, love. No, it's okay. Um this is a very I'm I'm working on it. This is like my self self improvement um category is this whole sex thing. So, Good. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to read just an email that I got from someone named Sydney Stevens. Uh, she wrote in to me and was asking if I could mention on the podcast, which I'm happy to do, that September is Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. And I think it's amazing just to spread that knowledge and awareness. And if you guys, you know, could talk about it on social media or, you know, Google the hashtag to figure out a little bit more about the cause. Uh, Sydney herself is a cancer survivor. She was diagnosed with stage four Wilms tumor at age nine. And uh, it has become a huge cause that she's supportive of and pediatric childhood cancer, which is defined as being diagnosed before age 20, which I didn't know. Wow. Pediatric all the way into your 20 is the second leading cause of death for people in this age range. Yet only 4% of funding from the National Cancer Institute yearly goes to that cause. Uh, breast cancer and other adult cancers are often talked about and have new drugs developed yearly where this is often overlooked, even though it's proven through research that there are lasting health side effects after treatment and kids diagnosed daily. Uh, so just try and educate yourselves a little bit about uh, September being pediatric care, pediatric cancer awareness month. And thank you so much, Sydney Stevens for writing in and uh jared thanks for joining caps up with dj bff love of my life light of my heart um thanks for being so open and thanks for dating me you're welcome thanks for being my girlfriend and my partner for life (laughs) ditto uh you can follow us on the internet at confidently pod you can write into us and give me something you want to talk about at confidently insecure podcast at gmail.com Caps up, where can people find you? 
at Capslap, K-A-P-S-L-A-P. That's that all it is. That is your DJ name. Yep, uh, I make music and stuff. You uh, can DM him if you've got questions about open relations, yep. especially from the male perspective. Also, if you want to listen to mixes at all, just search Cap Slap Mixes in any podcast thing, and all my stuff's there. So. Your mixes are my favorite. I don't know. I love your original songs, but I, I vibe to your mixes, dog. Thanks. You're pretty good at your job. I appreciate that. Um, and uh, I hope you guys had a great Labor Day weekend, and we will see you next week. Woo. Bye, confidants. Bye, confidants. Oh, I love that. Confidants. <laughs>